What is up guys and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. And we are back with another Topical Tuesday, James. A Topical Tuesday. A Topical Tuesday. And this one is one that you actually decided. I did. I mean, how nice am I being recently? I gave Paul a week off and now I've let you choose the topic. Indeed. I mean, it's not like I didn't just randomly open your book of suggestions and go, (laughs) "Eh, that one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But is there a reason that you chose this particular topic? No, I literally went, "Eh, that one. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, to be honest though, because once you picked it, I tell myself, oh, that's really good because, you know, I feel this way. And you immediately said, well, actually, I feel the other way. So awesome choice. Indeed. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. <laughs> it's just, meh, that one. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we will get on to that very soon. But uh, how have you been this week, James? Have you been up to much? Uh, in the usual. The usual work. 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 Adult things. Adult things. Yeah. Well, I don't want to know about that. Well, it's a family-friendly <laughs> no. show. No, no, no. A- actual adult things, you know. <laughs> tax the car buy some tires damn things costing me a fortune (laughs) just think james if you weren't doing that how many games would you have been able to buy i know so what i suggest is get rid of the car because you live within walking distance of our gaming club you live within walking distance of my house walking distance of the town and your work you don't really need a car he speaks with logic yeah i'm still going to say no (laughs) Yeah, having a car, not having a car, it, it does rather remove the freedom after, you know, my car broke for three, yeah, three It's weeks, not so. even that, it's the, uh, you know, we live in the UK, so it's like, it's fine until it's, oh, it's raining. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, very true. It's, it's perfect for when it's raining, which is most of the time. But yes, any games that you've been playing this week? I introduced you to a, a new one last uh, night. You did, Zuli. Yeah, Zuli. And for some weird reason, we decided that we would do our own rendition of, uh, was it Ali G and Shaggy's Mijuli <laughs> and change it to Zuli? Yes, a bit of Pirates of the Caribbean quote coming on here. <laughs> and all this without even a single drop of rum. Exactly. <laughs> We hadn't even had coffee at that point. That's how bad it was. That's probably why. That's probably why we always have to have coffee. And I think this evening is probably going to go like a bit of a train wreck because I don't have coffee. No, you're being a very old man this evening, Jason. I am being a very old man. I've got a cup of soup. How bad is that? I'm not even ill. What's wrong with me? Well, you know what's wrong with me. I showed you my fridge. It's empty. Yeah. So So cup of soup for the win. You have, however, got your coffee, so it's your job to keep me on track this evening. <laughs> As I said, this is going to be a train wreck. Yes. <laughs> and the last time I had to keep you on track, Jason, I lost you in London for like three hours. Uh, Where, where's he gone? Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you mean he's unsupervised? <laughs> oh, London will never be the same again. But anyway, enough of us chatting around. We can safely say that Paul should be back this week, so he will be with you later on for all of your weekly news and crowdfunding campaigns, as well as some local events. And speaking of events, James, UKG is rapidly approaching. It is rapidly And we now have the bad news that you will not be joining us. I know. Work. Yeah. Not good. Next time, get the holiday in sooner. Next year. As soon as 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 you come back and tell me the dates for next year, the holiday request will be I will probably tell you before I even get back. (laughs) <laughs> so yes we will have you there for next year but this year unfortunately you won't be joining us so. mm. oh well there's always the next one anyway should we dive into this week's topical discussion let's do it let's do it and we have a new jingle for the topical discussions james yes. are you ready let's do it let's go Ooh, suspenseful 
<laughs> so that makes it sound like we're going to be really serious about this. Are we? No, I don't think we are. <laughs> Would you like to tell the lovely listeners exactly what we're talking about today? Today's topical is house rules. Yes, house rules, yay or nay. Now, right from the off, I'm a nay. I'm a yay, but a conditional yay. Uh, okay, so it's, it's an interesting one. Like for me, I, I'm quite strong with my opinions as to as to why I don't like house rules. But I actually also asked this online to try and get the general feedback. We've also asked it at our local game clubs as well. And it seems to be a real split, which is perfect, really, considering we're the 50-50 split as well. And that seems to be the general consensus amongst most gamers. So we will go through some of the answers a bit later on, but uh, let's have our little discussion first, James. Indeed. Um, What are your reasons and what are your conditions, more to the point? Uh, The conditions, uh, first of all, number one, consent of all the players. Mm -hmm. If you are thinking of throwing in some house rules, discuss it with the players who will be playing the game first and make sure they're all okay with it. Because I'm going to imagine a lot of people's nay to house rules is they can be game breaking and open to abuse if done incorrectly. Mm. My my general feeling on house rules is they should be the cherry on the cake. Okay, sort of thing. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, on on those grounds, I mean, it's sort of the reason that I mainly don't like it, and that is, you know, I trust the game designers and the game developers enough that they should have completed that game properly now don't get me wrong i am fully aware there are games out there that are probably released incomplete and at such times house rules might well come into it i mean i suppose it also depends on what you define as a house rule i mean for me well that's a good very good question james an extension question for me a house rule is something that is not actually in the rule books um, and is therefore installed into a game by the players of the game themselves in order to try and make their gaming experience better, which normally I'm totally behind. Anything you can do to make your gaming experience better, I am totally behind. And ultimately, if I really wanted to say it, it's your game, do what you want. But 100% with you in saying everyone at that table needs to yeah. needs to be it. Consent of the players mm-hmm. is definitely the highest yeah. priority. It's like you shouldn't just be sitting around setting up a board game and then at the last minute, by the way, guys, I'm dropping a house rule in. Yeah. It's, that's not the way to do it. No. So consent of the players, it should not fundamentally change the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I mean by it should be the cherry on the cake. It's like you are still playing the game with pretty much all the rules intact and it's like it's a, a minor change yeah. that does not fundamentally alter the game, the game system or anything like that. I do I do have an example. When me and my family played Nemesis, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, when you, when you play Nemesis, you have a little plastic tray in front of you and it's for putting your item cards and stuff in, like things you can pick up around the map. Yep, yep. Now the rule book doesn't specifically state how many items you can be carrying the purpose of this tray is to have them face up so the other players can't see what they are yeah but there is no specific limit as to what you can carry now when we play we like to play with the fact that that tray is your inventory yeah so you line the cards up and if you can't fit another card on that tray you have to drop something yeah that to me that that's a household it doesn't fundamentally Mm -hmm. alter the game yeah I think it adds a little bit more depth and realism to it. You don't have an unlimited, so yeah, you don't. You don't yeah. have Mary Poppins bag with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can only carry so much, and it's just it's the fact that it goes into so much depth to say you on your playable, you have two hands, and if you if your item requires you to hold it in your hand, you can only ever hold two things in your hand, and you can drop it. But it says nothing about 
your pockets yeah effectively yeah. so we turned around and said well let's give it a try i think people should be willing to experiment with house rules because it is also it is perfectly fine to try something and go that didn't work yeah no that 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 is a fair comment and i can't really argue that and to be honest the house rule that you've come up with for nemesis is actually a pretty good house rule mm. i think the main issue really for me is people tend to come up with house rules far too soon after playing a game you know once twice maybe even three times mm. if you're really experience of playing a certain game like root for example i've played it so many times mm. if i was to come up with a house rule for that now i know that i've played that game so much that if i have found a fault with it that i feel needs to change for the benefit of everyone's enjoyment then a house rule could well be introduced however i i do have a real issue when someone's not played a game properly because yeah. you could be changing the basic fundamentals or the basic mechanics of that game yeah now, I know someone I spoke to fairly recently quoted the Dark Souls board game. Now, I haven't played that personally, yeah. but everyone I have ever spoken to about it says it is so mundane, it's very tedious you know, in, in the things that you're doing. And a lot of people have house-ruled certain things into that in order to basically make it better. Yeah, And I do semi-understand that, but you are rather taking the responsibility away from the original game designer or the original game developers or even the publishers from actually changing the game through FAQs or erratas or anything like that. But that, again, I guess moves me on to the fact that a lot of house rules that we all hear about in the past have actually ended up becoming canon by the the publishers then going, actually, no, do you know what? That's really good. Here we go. Yeah, that's why I say you shouldn't be afraid to experiment (laughs) with it and not be afraid to turn around and go, well, all right, we tried it that way. I didn't really like it. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, But that shouldn't put you off trying it. I would agree with your point of if you're having to throw house rules left, right and centre at a game, then it's dead. It's probably not a very well developed game. That's why I said my little inventory limit on Nemesis doesn't fundamentally alter the game in any way, shape or form. If anything, it makes it harder because you can't just go around spamming the search card every time you walk into a room because you have have to start thinking, not only do I I actually want this thing, but I need to start dropping stuff because that's the other thing. When you drop it, we say the card goes in the room Mm. and someone else can come along and pick it up. It's like, am I just leaving a trail of stuff for for people to pick up? Yeah, yeah, And I actually have to be strategic about do I actually want to search this room at this time? Yeah, no, that's that's very true indeed. And I can, again, I can totally understand that. So, I mean, other examples of, of house rules, I suppose we could talk about actually the game that we played last night, Zuli. Mm. My own fault. I had actually uh, read a rule incorrectly and we found out about halfway through the game that I had read that rule incorrectly. We were both benefiting from it so it wasn't like anyone was benefiting over the other however we decided between us that we should finish that game using the 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 house rule shall we say yeah knowing that in future games going forward it's not done that way it's done this way now you know would you class that as a good thing you know being the fact that we have made an educate i guess an educated decision to completely ignore the official rule in order to I, finish the game. I would, because we acknowledge that at the slight, oh, we've actually been doing that wrong. However, we are, I think we were one or two turns away from the end of the game anyway. Yes, it's like yeah. we've gone the whole game doing it wrong. We now know we've been doing it wrong, but so that we don't completely confuse ourselves and break it, we shall finish this game yeah. the way we have been playing it. That counts as a household. Another example of what I think classes as a household as well is, say you're playing a game, 
You've got your group, and there is a rule query comes up, mm-hmm. and two different people disagree on their interpretation of that rule. Yep, yep. If no one can agree or come to a consensus, and the game host decides to go, right, okay, guys, we're doing it this way. Yeah, that's a house rule. It, mm-hmm. it can be. Again, it can be clarified at a later point, but to progress the game on because there is a disagreement over a rule query, if the get, I would say the game host in this says, right, guys, we're doing it this way. This yep. is how we are doing it. Draw a line in the sand and carry on. Yep. That's technically a house rule. It is indeed. And I mean, maybe that is one of the forms of controversy with, with regards to house rules, though, because obviously if, it's, if he's made that decision... Because, mm. okay, we say our, our example of last night, we've been playing it this way. This player has queried the rules yep. because it's not benefiting them. And this other player is arguing the facts because it has benefited them. Mm. And the, you know, the game host has decided, nope, we're going to carry on playing it as we were, as we did last night. Mm. There is now a discrepancy going forward in that game, which means someone is not going to be happy. Yes. And if it, you know, maybe that is a cause of concern really when it comes to that kind of house ruling i mean it is but it's if you've got a disagreement like that i mean someone is always going to be unhappy yes because the ruling has to go one way or the other yeah um either the person who's been benefiting it from it is going to be told they're wrong Mm -hmm. or the person who hasn't been benefiting it is going to be told well tough luck that's the rule Uh, and i'm not saying it's like the reason i call it house rule is it's because in a situation like that, you would turn around and say, right, we are in the middle of a game. We can't come to an agreement and no one has found a solution. So I am going to make a decision yeah. on how I think that rule is interpreted as the host yeah. to be clarified at, at another time. When we're not playing a game, we've yeah. actually got time to sit down in depth, go yeah. through an FAQ or an errata and yeah. come back and say, okay, guys, we either did this right or we did this wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that really that's the best course of action. Yeah. Because if you're already involved in a game, especially mm. if it's something that is is affecting people's pointage in a game, yep. it's too difficult to try and backtrack. Once yeah. you've realised, oh, this rule was played wrong, like now we need to backtrack and take away points and do all this and add points to this person, it's far too difficult. Yep. At which point you are stuck with the decision of, do we end this game right now mm. and restart, or do we just suck it up, finish the game, and we know for another time... Yeah that we need to do things yeah. right. I mean, somebody doesn't even necessarily have to be necessarily benefiting from it, he says in inverted comments. It could just be a literal, I want to do this on my turn. Yeah, we've all played games that have got rule books which can be convoluted. Yeah. You know, I want to do this, but I'm not sure I understand the rule book. I think this is what I need to do. What does everyone think? You know, mm-hmm. I think this is my interpretation of it. If someone else goes, well, no, actually, I think it's played this way. Yeah, yeah. And someone else goes, well, well it could be interpreted this way. Yeah. It's like board games don't have a referee. So I that's why I say the game host would normally do double duty and fulfill that. It's like someone's got to make a decision. And, uh, and that, to me, at the point that the player has to turn around and say, no, we're doing it this way, that's mm. a house rule. There's so many different types of house rules. And, mm. you know, if it's if it's one of those that's done through a, a rules query halfway through a game and it's just easier to get through the game by saying, let's just carry on, yep. that's the kind of house rule I can agree with. That's no problem at all. To invoke the horrible name of Monopoly, sheer abundance of house rules that come along with that game. Yep. 
that people do. I mean, that's probably another reason why a lot of people hate the house rules. You know, the general one of removing the auction mechanic makes the game so much longer, which is half the problem mm. with a game like Monopoly. Again, it's all come yep. from a house rule. No, but that, see, that's the kind of house rule I cannot abide by because it fundamentally changes the mm-hmm. game. It's like they should be minor alterations to make the game better, yep. not huge let's rip out this entire section of the rule book because i personally don't like it it's like tough okay so i'll i'll (laughs) ask you one more before we start going through some of these answers Uh, as an example we're playing a cooperative game Mm -hmm. and as a team it looks like we're about to lose Mm -hmm. and a card is drawn which basically guarantees we're going to end the game Uh, but it was drawn accidentally a bit too early and someone says oh actually i can do this which will counteract that that's about to happen where do you stand on that because for me that is a massive game fundamentally changing no you take your loss like a man Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good that's good i'm glad we agree on that one you take your loss like a man it's like no no you know that's not a house rule that's let's ignore that card drawer and keep playing (laughs) yeah exactly and Again, there's certain things. Cooperative games I find are the worst mm-hmm. when it comes to house rules because they say, "Oh no, well, let's just yeah, we'll we'll pretend that didn't happen." Yeah. Well, no, no, that's, it, it happened. That's not a house rule. <laughs> that's like I said. That's that's choosing to ig- just ignore what's happened. That, yeah. That's more than a house rule. That's we've lost, but I don't want to lose. <laughs> I mean, that that's some rough ideas of how we stand. I think on yeah. on some house rules. I'm still not really in favour of them, but I do. Appreciate appreciate that in certain games they are kind of necessity in order to make the games bearable mm. trust me i've got more than enough games in this collection that are totally unbearable with just a few house rules would make them better mm. for everyone i just yeah i'd rather sell the game personally that's just me i know not everyone is like that you stand as yay on house rules providing it's uh yeah within your your remix. within within my conditions yes yeah i think we both represent the the uh the community at large on that one because as i said i actually asked this online in one of the uh facebook groups that i'm part of to to see where they stood on it and it does appear to be a 50 50 split uh i'm not going to read all of the comments because there is a stupid amount of them uh so massive thank you to anyone who did get involved but we'll just cherry pick some out of this list uh the question was house rules on games yay or nay pretty simple the first one i think is very very funny it's uh, it's not really a true answer, I don't think, but it's from Keith, which just says, yay, house rule for viticulture, have a glass of wine to hand. I think we can all agree with that. I mean, providing it's not wine, I can't stand wine. <laughs> <laughs> really good answer, that one. Uh, second one down, we're already onto a no. So this is one is from John, just says, generally no, because I trust that the designers, publishers, and playtesters know better than people who have played a game just a few times. So with that one, sounds very similar to a little bit of a chinwag we had earlier about maybe households coming up a bit too soon yeah it does but that answer also assumes that the game has been play tested not all games are very very true indeed while we all do think that they should be doesn't mean that they are another one from gareth who says house rules are a bit like condiments the chef's responsible to prepare a good meal for you and if you think splattering it with ketchup makes it better 
you do you. Can, can you really say anything different? It's your game. That's that's the general thing. But I would also reinforce my stipulation of consent of the players. Yes. Don't drop a house rule on them at the at the table, effectively. Yeah. By the way, we're doing this. Oh, it is. Go another little extension from that. What if they don't tell you? What if they know that they're doing a house rule, but don't actually tell the players? If they're the host of the game, for example, mm. and they introduce a house rule without telling the players, where do you stand on that one? No, you should. Dis- if you're going to introduce a house rule, into a game that you are playing you discuss it with the players first because i mean especially with our players i know that a lot of them will if we if they know what game we're playing on a certain night they will have probably either gone and watched a how to play video or you know done their done their research Yep. Of, of how to play the game so if you then start confusing that yes with house rules that you're not telling them that you're yeah. doing again with my example if i was running um an nemesis game and i wanted to insert my uh, inventory cap i would talk to the players that i was planning on playing that game with first and going look i'm thinking of adding this yeah as a house rule just to like to change things up a little bit yeah. are you okay with yeah. that vote yay or nay okay so the next one is from greg he is also a yay. Uh, most of ours have just happened organically to make games smoother, more fun, whatever it be. Who cares what the designer thinks? Quick example of a game played last weekend, Cult Express. We play with seven cards on hand rather than six, which of course makes one of the characters redundant as it's their special power. Just gives you more options and makes it a little less frustrating. Yeah, I've just thought of an example that we actually do, Jason. You know, considering you're a Compo- uh, proponent for no it's like mm-hmm. pug, pugs in mugs yep. starting with four cards indeed because rules say to start with two everyone's first action is to pick up an additional two cards yeah and you know when we actually had Laurie from stop drop and roll on they openly said that they actually actively encourage people to house rule their games yes you know it, it just adds a li- they, they view it as adding creativity yeah to the game that you're playing but which the, is another way of looking at yeah, it and the reason we instituted that like i said is to think of the rule book says to start with two cards in your hand yeah but considering you need at least three to do anything yeah. everyone's first turn is immediately pick up two yeah so why not just make that redundant and start with four cards yeah that, uh, that's what i mean agree. by tiny little change just removes a, a whole round basically yeah and you can immediately same. get started with things yeah. yeah exactly so that that's actually not a bad house rule okay we have our next one is from claire as long as everyone is aware it's a house rule and agrees to it use it and crack on Mm. so that that's 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 my sort of stance on it craig generally no but if there's something that makes a game better slash more fun for a group then go for it isn't that what it's all about i think this is i think craig is probably more on my sort of level where it's in my mind it's it's kind of a no but if it is going to make it better for everyone and more fun then yeah, sure, go for it. This one's uh, from James. It's pretty much 100% nay. So that's uh, that's a very strong no to that one. Apologies if I pronounce your name wrong. It's Dorina. House rules make my skin crawl. Maybe I have an issue of letting things go. I like that one. So I like that one, Dorina. Okay, we have another one from Kat who says, the only house rule we play with, if you'd even call it that, 
is that if we realize part way through a game that we've been playing a minor rule wrong, we continue to play in that fashion and just remember the correct rule for next time. So another example of exactly what we did last yeah. night. I mean, I- I've just thought of another house rule that I could get behind, which is uh, loser buys the first round. I mean, that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, we'll add in another thing, especially if you get a rule wrong. The, yep. the person who got the rule wrong has to buy a round. Yep. We're suddenly turning all our board games into drinking games here, James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> house rules. Okay. I mean, this one seems that this could be interesting just reading the first few words. It's from John who says, I used to be a strong anti-house ruler, but given that so many modern games seem underdeveloped and under playtested, I have no problem with it when it is required. That goes back to my point on one of the previous comments of don't always assume the game has been thoroughly playtested because a lot of the ones that you would think have been haven't and i think and as an extension for that the next one from katie is probably on those lines which is i think it completely depends on the game there are a couple of games we play house rules with but others we wouldn't dare so that again sounds to me like they found games that they think could be better in one way but other games that they feel are almost perfection yes Uh, another one from jason says it's your game you play it how you want providing all participants are in agreement uh ashley says with board games it's a bit trickier as the rules are very much set rpgs tend to be a lot more open to improvisation and interpretation the rule is benefiting all players and play then i don't see why not if everyone agrees now that's an interesting one because we're now talking about role we're talking about role play again I would, because I'm not a huge roleplay fan, mm-hmm. my only experience of playing a roleplay campaign was at our gaming club doing um, Scott Macy's Star Wars RPG. Mm-hmm. And that is littered with house rules yep. to fit his play style. And it made it 10 times better. Yeah, I would say that, you know, I, I have actually now played another version of the Star Wars D6 uh, yep. rule set, which is what his is based on. And it was far more fun playing with all of them. Yeah, those house rules. Quotes, house rules. Again, to expand on that one, if you have a very experienced DM like Scott, yes, if you're new at DMing, stick to the rules. Yeah. Until you know what you're doing. Yeah. Get a bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. Very much similar to what we were saying about the board games. Once you're comfortable with the game, you've played it more than enough times, then... Yes. Okay, well, I think that this will do something interesting. Let's do that. So that that's a really, really good one, uh, Ashley. I think that's really good that you brought up RPGs. I, I hadn't even thought about yep. RPGs myself. Okay, so Rick says, if you know the game well and have developed a house rule based on good understanding of what may be a tad broken about the game, sure. Some people seem to set house rules after one play. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, broken games. You know, we've talked about underdeveloped games. Yeah. What about broken, broken games? games? You know, games that are just so damn hard. Yes. For, for I mean, again, we're going back to the cooperative aspect. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, and a lot of board games or the good board game developers, I think this usually comes from broken games. What we call a house rule might end up as an uh, errata. Exactly. Do you know what? I wish I could think of some off offhand. Yeah, that we could give an example, but I know it's happened. Oh, it's happened. Mul- it's ha- will have happened multiple times from feedback from players. It's like this rule is broken. We do this, and it makes it much better. And then the game company will actually go. Actually, we like that. Mm. Okay, so this one's an interesting. One. This is again from uh, from Craig. Do fans 
fan-made variants class as a type of house rule? It depends what you mean by fan-made variant. I mean, that's a very good question. I, I'm not exactly sure because that's that's all that's written. But however, I, I'm thinking back to uh, we have Wingspan as a as a standard game. Yet someone did a Pokemon variant of that on Tabletop Simulator. Yep. You know, it didn't really change that much about the game. There were some extra rules that were put in there. Would you deem that as a, as a house rule, and is it acceptable? That's more bordering on a... Well, I, I think a variant is a better word for it, actually. It's not a house rule. That's a collection of house rules that is in danger of becoming a brand new game. Yes. Um, so that's an interesting one. I, I've, I, I, I would be interested to know more about that actually mm. I, might, I might get back to craig and fi- find out uh, exactly where he goes oh this is uh oh this is actually someone local uh i wonder if he even realized it was me that did the post uh and this is rob my view is it's my game i will play whatever is most fun that said there is usually something wrong with a game if you need to alter the rules to make it better best example was dark souls the board game the original rules suck it was soul crushingly difficult and repetitive it was also a treasure deck lottery house rules made it much more fun although it's still not a brilliant game stunning models though so yeah what, what do you think of that one uh, i mean we already brought up dark souls yeah. as, a, as yeah. an example i mean yeah that's that that's good like i said if you've got to throw house rules at a game left right and center and they are big changes then yeah that more speaks to the poor development of the game yeah i think the controversy definitely stems doesn't it from games that are generally considered good or perfect when people start altering them that's where the controversy seems to step in yeah exactly Um, but yeah i stand by my original statement of if it doesn't fundamentally alter the game mechanics and it doesn't break the game why not yeah uh the next two are actually from again locals to us and involved in the gaming industry the first one is re from stop drop and rolls we already talked about them earlier they say yay our house rules often make a game slightly more accessible to players at the end of the day games are there to be fun provide experiences and learn from if you can come up with a rule that expands on all of that for you and your group then go for it at stop drop and roll we encourage house rules for this reason so yeah exactly what we were saying earlier Mm. then we have the next one is from jess who is one of the game designers alongside mill for library labyrinth who we had on a little while ago Mm. uh house rules are fine as long as they're truly air quotes house i everyone agrees rather than one person assumes let's do a couple more and then i think we'll call it let's go for oh this is an interesting one this is from tegan my first date with my now partner i brought the fallout board game only owned that and Catan at the time and forgot the rule book so i freestyled it he took it in his stride and we had an enjoyable time regardless definitely a good litmus test for whether he'd survive a relationship with me i mean that's the first time i've heard of that story I, I mean that's I, i'm gonna actually say that's pretty impressive to sort of pull out a board game and go oh i've forgotten the rule book uh we're just gonna wing this i mean that's like someone just slapping a board and some components in front of you and going make a game yeah spur of the moment so yeah incredibly impressive uh, <laughs> tegan i'm very very impressed and the fact that uh i, I have a follow-up enjoyed question. it enough that they actually got got with you that that's really great i have a follow-up question did you enjoy the original better or your winged version better oh <laughs> yes indeed we'd like to hear that one so yeah tegan what's the answer let us know let's do this one daniel needs to be an actual house 
i.e. a group who have played a game enough to agree the rules suits the preferences of the group. I'm not a big fan of sitting down to play a game for the first time and having the owner reel off a list of changes they think makes the game better. So I want to break that one down a little bit. The second half of that is pretty standard. You know, if you're playing a game for the first time, you'd rather play by the actual rules. Yeah, I think uh, that's something we missed in our intro is actually, yeah, I would not throw a house roll in if there was a uh, a newbie at the table Mm -hmm. who had never actually played the game before it's like no no you don't throw house rules in until the player actually understands the actual rules yeah so that's a very good point there the other ones and i don't know if i'm reading into this more a group who have played a game enough so that's to say that everyone in that group has to have played that game enough because i mean is it likely that if you're playing a game that everyone in that group is going to have played it four or five maybe even six times to agree with that i mean if you've got a regular group i suppose i wouldn't necessarily say that's a hobble to introducing house rules i think it will go down a lot better if you're playing with an experienced group who knows the game and also agree that the rule suits the preferences of the group not exactly sure what you mean by preferences of the group but are we if we're talking about play style you you know, would you agree with changing a game's rulings to suit your play style? Or would you be happy that, you know, a game is, t- is forcing you to play a different play style? No, this is, you're moving into tricky territory here. Mm. This, this seems like it's bordering on what a conversation we've already had about games being broken. I wouldn't necessarily... If there was a particular way to play the game that was considered either broken or just not f- or unbalanced shall we say it makes it less fun for everyone else it's like all right first person to get this particular thing off is going to then run away with the game yeah and what's the point in the rest of us sitting here now i would argue that that's a broken or unbalanced mechanic and house ruling to change that is not a bad thing mm. however if someone takes advantage of that you know shamelessly they're obviously not going to like the house rule yeah so that's uh, that's an interesting one yeah i think that one that's a multi-leveled one that one yes it's i personally don't like tactics like that where you can just quickly this this and this and i'll run away with the game yeah it's almost guaranteed it's yeah. i like games to be quite close and competitive yeah and i view things like that as like i said being broken and unbalanced yes i think that's the ultimate thing, isn't it? Is if it makes a game unbalanced or, or yeah. breaks a game, then it's a, it's a definitely a hell no for me. But. Yeah, but then again, like you said, we all know there are types of gamers out there who thrive on those kind of rulings. They're obviously going to be against house ruling them out yeah. and on that note we will do one more which is actually a perfect segue on from that this is from jack house rules are okay but not when playing with board game lawyers <laughs> <laughs> and on that note i mean we've already read some of your your answers but we want to know more mm. let us know exactly how you guys feel about house rules in your board games, RPG games. We didn't even touch on war games, James. Mm. You know, are there some house rules for war games out there that we don't know about? We would love to hear from you. Let us know what they are. You can let us know on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or in our Discord server. Links to all of those are in the podcast description. Short of that, should we hand over to our newsman, James? Let's do it. We're back. I know, it seems like an eternity, doesn't it? Okay, Brian, what did you get up to? You did what? Well, I'm certainly not telling them that. 
Well, for me, well, one extremely busy weekend organising our Mid-Sussex Meeples gaming day, followed by an impromptu trip to the hospital for a procedure, whereby I was in the throes of being drugged up, rolled into theatre, only to have it cancelled last second. Me, not a lot then. <laughs> Yeah, well, all that going on just made it a bit hard to get last week's news recorded, so we can only apologise for that, but that show business, or more like life getting in the way. What do you mean we can call it show business? Well, a very narrow branch of the show business tree. Okay, twig then. Right, these people have been waiting long enough for some tasty news. You know what to do, duck. Hit it. GameFound has announced that it will allow all tabletop creators to use its site to launch a crowdfunding campaign as the platform expands into an open beta. Officially launching its crowdfunding platform last year, GameFound previously served as a pledge manager for crowdfunding campaigns hosted on other sites including Kickstarter. Founded by Awakened Realms, the tabletop publisher behind games including Nemesis, and Tainted Grail, as well as GameFound's debut project ISS Vanguard, the platform announced earlier this year that it had formed a partnership with veteran board game publisher Ravensburger to the tune of $4.5 million. Ravensburger has also since confirmed its plans to crowdfund a handful of projects for the first time. CEO Marcin Sviercock said that over 300 creators had used GameFound to date, having previously revealed that projects made more than $22 million on the site in 2021. In addition to ISS Vanguard, some of the site's most prominent projects to date include Modifius' tabletop adaptation of video game The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, which saw more than £1.2 million pledged, and the standalone Unbreakable expansion for dice-building RPG Too Many Bones, which raised almost $3.4 million. GameFound's newly expanded open beta will see the platform open its doors to any creator approved via a background check. Individual projects will still be verified by GameFound, but creators will be able to create and launch campaigns directly once approved. In order to be eligible, Creators must be looking to crowdfund any form of tabletop game or related projects such as accessories, miniatures, furniture and tabletop gadgets. This hopefully will mean more great projects big and small, Sphergot said in a blog post detailing the creator's requirements. Creativity is flourishing and our bigger part is aiding it with technological solutions. Sphericot added that future features were in the works, including additional creator tools and various improvements. GameFound previously laid out its vision of crowdfunding future at the end of last year, announcing plans for tax improvements, infrastructure changes and new ways for creators and backers to communicate and interact, including through GIFs. The company also took the opportunity to take a not-too-subtle dig at Kickstarter's own controversial plans to move into the blockchain in 2022, a decision that has seen several creators ditching Kickstarter and moving over to GameFound and other crowdfunding platforms. New details surrounding the new board game Ahoy from Leader Games, the studio behind Root, have been revealed. 
Ahoy, the upcoming game that was first teased by the publisher back in January of last year, sees players becoming leaders of rival seafaring organisations. Intended to support from two to four players, Ahoy will see sailors clashing over lands to explore and goods to smuggle, players having access to different abilities and objectives depending on which side they decide to control. As an asymmetric game, similar to Root, players will have a different experience thanks to each organisation being unique. The initial starting board of Ahoy is comprised of a series of tiles arranged in a 2x2 grid, with each tile depicting various elements such as water, land or other icons that will enable the players landing on them to do different things. In a full 4 player game, two of the players will be fighting to control the varying areas of terrain depicted on the revealed tiles as the Bluefin Squadron and the Mollusk Union, whilst the other two players will be competing to find and smuggle certain items across the board. The first two players will be wanting to flip tiles to find different elements of terrain to control, instigating ship combat with their rival in order to keep a hold of the desired tile. As the other two factions in Ahoy, players will be searching for the items they need to transport to specific parts of the board in order to achieve their objectives. Whichever player manages to fulfil all of the required objectives first is named the winner of the game. In a two-player game of Ahoy, only the Bluefin Squadron and the Mollusk Union are used. Ahoy was created by Greg Loring Albright, the designer behind two-player board game Leviathan, with artwork for Ahoy being provided by Kyle Ferrin, the illustrator of the aforementioned route. Ahoy is set to be released sometime this year. Fans of the YouTube slash web series Critical Role, or indeed the new Netflix series Legends of Vox Machina, can rejoice as details emerge about an upcoming board game and role-playing game from Darrington Press, the studio started by the members of Critical Role. In a blog on the Darrington Press website, information about Guardians of Matrimonia, a new board game based in the universe of Critical Role, was unveiled. The co-op game, originally revealed to be about fighting waves of monsters as a team, will be focused on a group of wedding planners working within the fantasy world shared by three campaigns of Critical Role. As fantastical wedding planners, the players will have to work together to ensure that the couple's special day is not interrupted by any roaming monsters or unexpected magical mishaps. Illustrations for one of the playable characters from Guardians of Matrimonia have been featured in the blog. The Guardian, called an ale chemist, is a master of hospitality who is able to create and serve a wide variety of delicious beverages for the various wedding guests. When not bartending, the ale chemists can use their brewing abilities to aid their fellow guardians, serving as a support role that can be played in a player versus player mode included within the board game. The illustrator behind the character is Monica M. Magana, who has also created a portrait for another yet unnamed guardian. In Guardians of Matrimonia, players will have pre-built decks of cards that they'll need to utilise against the various forces attempting to jeopardise the wedding. The players have to collaborate with their unique decks and abilities in order to deal with all of the incoming threats before their respective decks run out, otherwise they risk losing the game. The blog also provides details of an upcoming role-playing game set to be published by Darrington Press. Cindy Colt is a tabletop RPG created by Matthew Mercer himself. A voice actor 
known for his roles in Overwatch and the Fire Emblem video game series, as well as being the Dungeon Master for Critical Role. The tabletop RPG will see players becoming members of magical mob families, with playable characters having the ability to cast various spells. A comic book panel for Cindy Colt, featured in the Darrington Press blog, shows what looks like an ornate box, potentially containing something magical inside, with various dialogue boxes scattered about. Darrington Press is a publishing company led by Ivan Van Norman, an actor and co-owner of the studio behind tabletop RPG Alice is Missing Hunters Entertainment. They're set to release various tabletop titles, some of which will be based on the world of Critical Role. Guardians of Matrimonia is set to be released this year, with Syndicult yet to receive an updated launch date after its initial release date was supposed to be late last year. And we've talked about crowdfunding, and that's where we're going now. Our first up this week, amongst all the games available on Kickstarter, is Casting Shadows the board game by Unstable Games. It's for 2-4 to four players, or 6 with the expansion. It's going to take you 30 to 60 minutes to play. It's for 12 years and over, and ends Tuesday, April the 12th. Explore a dark, enchanting world and battle your opponents in this 2-4 player, turn-based, competitive, strategic board game, or 6 if you grab the expansion. Throughout the game, you'll collect resources, learn new spells, summon a companion, and if you're lucky, unlock your shadow form, all in the quest to become the ultimate shadow caster. The last player standing after this supernatural showdown wins the game. In Casting Shadows, players take turns travelling to different locations to collect resources and learn spells. Build your power, transform into your shadow form and vanquish all of your opponents. Each player gets to choose a character to represent them throughout the game. Each character comes with a double-sided player board featuring your base form on one side and your shadow form on the other. Wheels on the two sides of your player board will allow you to track your HP and shadow energy you absorb throughout the game. Plus, once you transform, you gain access to your character's unique ability that can grant you a huge advantage in the game. If you get the Casting Shadows expansion pack as well, increasing the player count to 6, obviously, you'll need the two additional characters with their own unique abilities to play with. And pledge levels, you can pledge at £23 or $30 for the standard edition of the game. Upgrade to the Kickstarter exclusive edition of the game with stretch goals for £30 or $39. Get the Kickstarter exclusive edition together with the expansion pack and stretch goals for £38 or $49. The deluxe bundle at £114 or $149 will get you the Kickstarter exclusive edition and expansion together with a complete set of card sleeves, exclusive playmats and central game board alongside acrylic standees for all the characters and as always the stretch goals or go for the ultimate edition. £190 or $249 gets you everything I just mentioned in the deluxe bundle but included in this pledge is the vinyl figures of all the base game characters and expansion characters. Most of the items available in the top pledges can be added separately onto a lower pledge, but I'll let you go and find those out. Next up is Age of Rome by Tito Tum Game Studios. It's for 1-4 to four players, it's going to take you 60-90 to 90 minutes to complete, 14 years and over, 
and ends on Friday, April the 15th. Become the new Emperor of Rome in this strategic worker placement game set in 44 BC Rome. Each turn you will build structures in different provinces assigned to you through a rotating board. Balance war, politics, trade and religion while scheming against your rival players. In Age of Rome, each player is assigned a hero with their respective player board. Then they are given secret quests and starting resources of denarii, followers, scheme tokens, legions and votes. Then they spend the nine rounds competing on a rotating board to earn glory points. Each round consists of four phases. You start by scheming, as all good Roman politicians do, followed by building, actions and your income phases. Players can earn glory points in various ways by building structures, recruiting followers to vote, sending legions out to conquer, trading and collecting items, or even just completing the Pantheon. Completed secret quests also earn glory points. The final score is determined and the player with the most glory points is declared the new Emperor of Rome. Pledge at £59 or €69 Euros for the Kickstarter edition of Age of Rome with all unlocked stretch goals and access to the campaign add-ons. Or go all-in for £84 or €99 Euros for the game, all the unlocked stretch goals together with the campaign add-ons available, which include metal coins, premium card sleeves and a deluxe board game box insert. And lastly on Kickstarter slash crowdfunding this week is Feralis Obscure Land by Dear Game Studio. It's for one to four player. It's going to take you 30 to 60 minutes to complete. 14 years and over and ends on Thursday, April the 21st. Feralis is a dark and brutal plane of existence populated by numerous tribal races and civilizations in continuous tension between them under the influence of mysterious and feared archaic deities, the Acer. The card game Feralis calls the player to impersonate one of these cryptic and extraordinary gods. The Acer can make arrangements or dominate creatures that inhabit Feralis and force them into battle against other gods. Power, glory, boredom. It's not clear why these eternal gods continue to confront and murder each other, but no one has the memory of a time when the world of Feralis was not accompanied by the incessant rhythm of the colossal armies they've summoned. Feralis is a deck construction card game for battle 1 vs 1 and 2 vs 2. The ultimate goal is to kill your opponents. You have to recall your creatures, mutate them and use them to slay the creatures that stand in the opponent's area or go directly to the head of their leader. In Feralis the players have a deck of creatures an Acer that impersonates and a series of godlike skills assigned to that god. The creature cards have two sides, a cool side and an awakening one. To put them on the battlefield you have to wait for their waiting costs in turns. Once your creatures on the cool side are defeated they will come back in their awakening form. The main resource is time. You have to put a creature down at the right moment to create a powerful combo between your creatures. You can reduce the time cost with a limited resource called the Catalyst. Use all those resources wisely and have no mercy, because your opponents certainly will not. Pledge at £37 or €43 Euros for their main game, plus all base stretch goals. Go all in with the pledge of £67 or €79 Euros for the base game, Rules of the Peaks and Savage Forest expansions, plus all applicable stretch goals. Adding cast the Devious, two neoprene mats and 250 
premium card sleeves gives you the deluxe all-in pledge which will set you back £109 or €129. Euros. And we're on to events. Game days in the coming weeks start with Alan and Dungeon Crawley on Sunday the 17th of April. They'll be at their usual haunt, the first Langley Scout Group building, Lark Rise, Crawley, RH11 7QG. Just like us over at Mid Sussex Meatballs, entry is £5 per person, including teas and coffees, and runs from 10 through till 6. And talking to Mid Sussex Meeples, our next gaming date is the following weekend, Sunday, 24th of April, from 10 a.m. through to 6 p.m. Five pounds per person, inclusive of teas, coffees, squash, and biscuits. Location, as always, is Cypress Hall, Cypress Road, Burgess Hill, RH158DX. We're close to the centre of town for the bus stops, with Metrobus's Sunday services running together with a short walk from Burgess Hill Station 2, which has seen some weekend maintenance disruption of late, but has now resumed its normal weekend running. And over to evening events. Tonight, the 5th of April, is Horsham Gamers Casual Gaming Event. Over at Holbrook Tithe Barn, 25 Hill Mead, Horsham, RH12 2PT. Runs from 8 through to 10.30. There's no charge for entry, although they have started a donation page if you would like to contribute when attending. They have casual gaming nights twice a month, which I keep forgetting to mention. So apologies to Ben and the crew over at Horsham Gamers. Their next event for April is Tuesday 19th of April, if you wanted to stick that in your diaries, just in case I forget again. Tuesdays is also Worthing Board Gamers, first gaming night of the week down at Dice Worthing. From 7pm through to 10pm, just £3 cover charge with what I hear is a fantastic menu if you're feeling peckish. Location of the store is 24 to 26 Portland Road, Worthing, BN11 1QN. Wednesday says Crawley Gaming Community, being hosted at the comic shop, 42 High Street, Crawley, RH10 1BW. Tending to gather from 6ish onwards until close, £3 per evening with plenty of snacks, drinks, sweeties and even pizza. Also on Wednesdays, but once a fortnight, with their next event being on Wednesday 13th, is Brighton Board Gaming with Board Games at the Barn, hosted by Anthony Harris, Charlie Campbell and the team of Custard Kraken. Held at the West Dean Barn and Green in Dean Vale, Brighton BN1 5ED. Your first visit is free with a £2 charge per session after that. Starting at 7pm, running through to 11. Thursday sees three groups running in the form of Worthing Board Gamers, second night of the week, down at the Ardington Hotel, Steen Gardens, Worthing, BN11, 3DZ, from 7pm. Davis hosting Lewis Board Game Club at the Trinity Gaming Cafe, Arbinger Place, Lewis, BN7 2QA from 7pm through to 11pm, welcoming you for an evening of gaming with a tuck shop on site. Also, Jake and Chris would like to welcome you to Dyson Drinks, 79 to 81 Church Walk, Burgess Hill, RH15 9BQ for their Thursday evening socials. Entry is just £5 for the evening, with refreshments available for purchase at the shop. And Crawley Gaming Club are always there for you on Mondays. They'll be up and running from 6pm over at the Tealgate Community Centre, Shackleton Road, Crawley, RH10 5DF. Just £3 per person over there with the tuck shop on site. 
Remember, keep an eye on the socials for any last-minute changes. I think that's all from us today, isn't it, Brian? Unless you can think of anything else. I meant anything else, sort of, not rude. I really need to wash your mouth out with soap and water, young duck. And on that note, say goodbye to everyone. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week. Thank you very much for that, Paul, and thank you guys for joining us once again for another topical discussion here on the Meeple Minded. This time we were chatting all about house rules. How do you think this one went, James? I, I feel that this one was a real interesting one. I, I think it was an interesting one. We got some good engagement there. We did indeed. That was a really good choice of uh, a topic that you you picked from the list that I made up. Yeah. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> uh that one that one will do (laughs) (laughs) but no really really interesting i've wanted to have this discussion for a little while as i said this is actually from the list that i put together for last year 2021 i just never got around to doing it i'm glad we finally have and it got real good engagement online and thank you so much for anyone who did take the time to answer the question that i put out i think we're gonna head off and play us some games james indeed are we gonna throw some house rules in there jason i think we are and the house rule for this one is i win do you agree good glad you do fantastic (laughs) (laughs) i see jason i thought you were gonna go with the uh, whole um the house rule for tonight is no house rules i mean that's another good house rule is that a house rule that everyone out there can agree to (laughs) i think it is i think the next house rule is that you hit the subscribe button on this podcast and uh and the like button and the share button and all that that lovely goodness we haven't done that for a while no we haven't we should probably start doing that we should yeah maybe <laughs> next time till next time guys my name has been jason and i've been james and you've been listening to the meeple minded podcast join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness ta-ta goodbye